Hello, hello, good day to you wherever you are. This is another episode of After School History. I am your genial and humble host, Anthony J. Ashitino. I do want to give a quick apology to those um, who follow this podcast with the end of the school year. And I, you, you all know, and if you don't, then you do know that I'm a teacher. And the end of the school year is um, absolutely, it's bottom of the ninth baseball. It's, you know, uh, uh, stoppage time in the second half football. Uh, it's crazy time. And there was a lot going on. And, you know, as, as much as I do enjoy this podcast, um, you know, <laughs> teaching is what actually puts the roof over my head uh, and the gasoline in my car. So I do have an obligation to take care of that. So I apologize for the delay. I do. Um, but now that school is out um, and the immediate necessities of things that need be done once it's out have been done, I should be updating uh, quite a bit more often, uh, which is exciting for me because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. I mean, I'm not going to get to all of it today in today's episode, uh, but I'm get to going to get to a, uh, quite a bit of it, uh, hopefully. And then in other episodes, um, you know, I might make shorter episodes, like not even 15 minutes, but it'll just be on something. It'll, it'll be on something important. Um, you know, like if I was going to do 15 minutes on one of the Democratic debates or do 15 minutes on a particular issue uh, pressing in the world today, the G20 summit, something like that. The Supreme Court has been, uh, you know, out making decisions, rendering decisions left and right now, and they're... Uh, bringing themselves up for the next um, session, uh, which won't start for a while, but, you know, they've already weighed in on the gerrymandering um, and on the census question. And um, (laughs) the gerrymandering, look, I I could, again, I could spend the next 20 minutes just talking about that. Um, I won't. What I'll say is the following. I disagree wholeheartedly with the decision. I understand part of the reason behind it, it doesn't mean that I think it was the right decision to be made. Um, I think that that Supreme Court seat was very well paid for here. Um, it is throwing it back down to the states. So the states now will have to make their decision. And unfortunately, you know, you have states um, that have a ridiculous amount of undue power based on their population. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the census question is a, even more troubling simply because the Supreme Court came out and said, yeah, no, this is not legit. Um, you lied to us. This question is entirely based around racist concerns. And the president said, okay, that's fine. Then we won't have the um, the census until we can get another vote on this, until we get another Supreme Court, um, you know, which is against the law. But, you know, again, as a teacher, and those of you who are in any kind of administrative positions understand that, you know, threats are only as good as the follow through. If you're not going to follow through on threats, then don't bother making them because no one's going to listen to you. If you're not willing to um, punish people for their intransigencies, then don't bother threatening that you're going to, or just don't stop caring. Is one way or the other. Hopefully, we don't get to that point. Anyway, so a couple of things that I'm doing here. Um, I'm breaking a longstanding tradition for myself in that I am currently working on setting up Twitter and Instagram uh, for Ash's Army. Uh, it's going to take me a tiny bit because um, I'm really starting to learn how to do this stuff, and um, I'm going to be having my son help me out with this. 
um, and setting stuff up. But as soon as, and hopefully this will be by the next podcast, as soon as things are set up, I'll start posting stuff to them. Um, you know, and you can definitely follow me there. Um, a lot of stuff. I mean, today I was actually at a rally uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, you know, on behalf of uh, protesting against the conditions that immigrants are being held at at ICE facilities. Uh, it was fantastic. I loved being there. There were people from every group you could think. There were young white males, older um, African-American females, Latinos. There were Muslims, Jews, Christians. And, and I mean that because, the, you know, there, there were um, you know, people uh, who were, there were rabbis, there were ministers, there were imams. Um, you know, it was great. There were children there. Um, all giving the same message that this is not who we are as a country and stop with this. Stop stop being like this. Um, this is not where we want to go. So anyway, as soon as I get that done, I will let you guys know uh, what the deal is with it. And again, I'm not a big fan of social media. I feel that it can be rather toxic at times, but I'm going to jump in simply because I do feel the need to expand my reach and to try and get people to... Um, be more involved with it and the podcast is your thing and hopefully there'll be people who will they'll they'll be attracted by the twitter uh account maybe that'll bring them to the podcast the instagram you know i mean you either change with the times or you uh fall by the wayside you know that's that's unfortunately um the way that it goes so anyway um that's the that's my venturing into social media and i will have all that stuff up for you guys uh a couple of things real quick the Iran crisis, um, it's it's settled down a bit since the two days ago when I wrote up my notes for this episode, uh, but it is still a major problem. Right now you have the president of the United States insisting he's going to make a deal with Iran that does the same stuff that the previous deal did, which he ripped up, and now he says it didn't do it, but his deal's going to do it. Um, let's face it, our credibility at this point as a country is pretty much shot. Um, nobody really believes us. The Iranians don't believe us anymore. Um, they're looking at history, and history says, um, hey, look, when you, if you get nukes, you become untouchable. When you don't get nukes, you become very touchable. Um, and we can see that. We can see that in the world. We can see that with the way that, you know, North Korea is being kowtowed to. Um, you know, Libya gave up their nuclear pursuit and, you know, was, was, uh, well, you can ask Gaddafi, or rather you can't, he's not around anymore, how that went for them. But countries that get nukes, you know, if Iran were to get nukes, they would put, pose, pose a threat that is, it, people would be unwilling to pay a price for. And all this posturing in the Gulf of Hormuz, I mean, this is just getting silly. Um, you know, a, a drone was shot down. Was it over their territory? Was it not? Um, I mean, that's up for debate. In the past, I would have said, well, listen, the Iranian government is well known for, you know, photoshopping things and for for falling to the left of, of, of truth, uh, to the wayside of truth. But right now, um, honestly, the current administration has lied so willingly, so often. Um, it's, it's sadly come to a day where you look at the, <laughs> the Iranian government and the U.S. government and you say, hmm. Who do I really want to believe here? Um, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. It reminds me of the, the Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. Um, you know, it, 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 it wasn't exactly wishing you well. Um, 
on to the situation of children being caged. I mean, this has come out since I've written my notes up. There has been that picture released on the Rio Grande of the father and daughter drowning. And naturally, conservatives have come out and said, well, sucks to be them. They shouldn't have tried crossing the river. This is what happens. Um, but I, I do think that it says something. Um, you know, as a father myself, my children are my number one priority and concern. Um, you know, people always joke around, you know, throw myself in front of a bus for my children. Uh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. If a father is willing to risk his life in order to get his child to the United States because he feels that despite all of the stuff going on here, despite hearing, which I'm sure he had to have, hearing about the things that are happening to people who are seeking, who are legally seeking asylum, by the way. This is not just people that are sneaking across the border with the intent on, you know, well, I, no one will ever find me, you know, I can hide out somewhere. Uh, and of course, while I'm completely under the radar, I'll also be collecting, so, you know, uh, social security, welfare, food stamps, all this other stuff, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. And that was meant to be a joke, um, though it's not terribly funny was still willing to do this. I mean, this is where we're at right now. We're, we're putting children in cages. Um, and, you know, I know people will bring up, oh, well, Obama did this. No. Um, <clears throat> this is a separation of families was only done in extreme circumstances. And, and putting children in cages was done in extreme circumstances, and they weren't really cages at the time. But right now it's being done with the intention of making it miserable. The whole point is, which the conservatives and the Republicans have said, um, you know, we want to discourage people from coming over. We want to make it miserable. Um, some of the more extreme groups on the right have suggested shooting people at the border. And that would certainly be a deterrent, um, though it would you know, cease us to have any rights to call ourselves any kind of moral leadership in the world, which, you know, I think we may have ceded a while ago anyway, but be that as it may, um, it really leads us into a question of the following, and this is kind of my penultimate point, um, you know, are we the baddies? Um, we have now established concentration camps on our territories, and, uh, you know, I know this has now become, with, um, uh, with my homegirl AOC in Congress talking about this and not backing down, which is good because I don't want her to back down. We can't back down on these issues. These are concentration camps. And as a historian, you know, everyone always, oh, don't dare compare this to the Holocaust. Um, we're not comparing what's happening now to the murder of um, over six million Jews and, and uh, you know, as many as, or almost as many as um, other Slavic people um, homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christians of various sorts. Um, we're not comparing it to that right now. What we're saying is the following, that if you look at what went on in Germany from 1933 onwards, and even before then with propaganda from the right wing, you're seeing definite signs of the dehumanization of immigrants, of people coming over. And dehumanization is the first step. You're seeing the rounding up of these individuals, the inability to deal with all of them. All of this happened with, you know, especially Jews, in the early parts of the Nazi domination of Germany. So to say that it has nothing to do with the Holocaust is disingenuous. You are not being sincere. Uh, there are no 
as far as we know, there are no wholesale executions so far, though there are a lot of people we don't know where they are right now, okay? And yeah, I know it's only in the hundreds or it's in the thousands right now, but those numbers go very quickly from thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, you know, with the idea of rounding up millions of immigrants and deporting them. Okay, but what happens when you can't deport them? What happens when all of a sudden countries won't take them back? What happens when you're unable to send them back? What do you do? They languish in camps, concentration camps. And, you know, there's a very big saying, um, a statement, as you would, uh, in the Jewish community, which is never again. Um, the horrors of what happened um, during the Holocaust uh, are something that we need to make ourselves very determined that this should never happen again. Unfortunately, things like this have happened since, okay? Um, it, it has happened in uh, Rwanda. It has happened to a degree in the Sudan. Um, you know, it is going on in other places of the world on different levels but it doesn't it doesn't mean that we say well since it went on in one place then we just say okay that's fine can't do anything about it every time there's an opportunity to fight against dehumanization and to fight for people who are being oppressed you need to take that opportunity you need to fight for them um you know this is it, it's funny there was a minister today i don't remember his name but he said you know a big thing in the United States is talking about the religious right. They're the ones who get all the credit. And he said, I want people to know there is a religious left. Um, and then he said on the lines of, you know, and, and you know, we're not just saying, you know, trying to say, follow the words of Christ. We're trying to live them. Um, and, I, and I think that that's very, it's comforting that you have people like that out there. Um, so we do have to guard against the fact that what we're seeing is we're seeing a bit of a descent into a neo-fascist state. We're seeing um, a government that is ignoring the rule of law. We're seeing a government that is acting however they want with no regard, um, you know, because there has been none. So what will happen? I don't know. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in this next election being a legitimate from the perspective of there being no interference. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. The best thing to do is to continue to shine light on these things and continue to bring them up. And if you're a person uh, you know, who has access to your lawmaker, which all of you should, if you're registered to vote, contact them. Um, get in touch with them and tell them that you know, you're opposed to this. Tell them you need to start standing up. Otherwise, we're going to find someone who will stand up uh, in, if you won't. So um, having said that now, um, I just wanted to say that, um, like I mentioned before, things are going to be uh, put up more often. I will let you know when we've got the uh, social media worked out completely. Um, you know, in the meantime, please do continue the struggle. Contact companies that are dealing with ICE. Contact companies that are dealing with these uh, camps. Um, Bank of America recently came out and said that they wouldn't deal with private prisons anymore. That's a great step. Wells Fargo has also taken that. Um, that's because of pressure. People call up. Enough people call up and say, listen, we're going to boycott you. We're, we're not going to deal with you. I'm going to switch my bank. They will listen. And there's one thing we learned about capitalism over the years. It, it is susceptible to pressures of the market. And that's what we need to do. In the meantime, I want to give a shout out to the graduates of School 21. 
uh, my own particular school and especially uh, to them, but also to all the rest of the students uh, who have moved on from eighth grades to going to high school. And for those students who graduated from high school and are now going off to college, um, there are some of my students from uh, many moons ago who graduated college and uh, congratulations to them and welcome to uh, the real world. Um, you'll wish you were back in college. At least I know I always used to back in the day. Now that I teach, you know, it's it's not uh, nearly as much a thing because you're kind of back into that whole academic world, um, which I love so much. Um, but anyway, that's all for right now. So um, I just want to say, uh, keep the faith, keep fighting the good fight, and do let me know if there's something else you want to do. You guys, you can um, send... Uh, voice messages to me. You can um, do stuff through the Anchor app. Um, again, I'm on Anchor. I'm on Spotify. I don't know why I'm not on the iStore again, but I'm going to be contacting them and asking them why uh, very soon. And like I said, please do check back in soon for extra um, messages. I'm going to be uh, frequent, more frequently posting on the uh, on the uh, podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you have a wonderful time with it. And we will talk soon. Bye-bye.